Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. I'm Kyle Chambers. Um, if you're watching this video on YouTube, we are obviously recording back to back because <laughs> we are still in our same clothes. <laughs> we should have traded shirts. No, thank okay. you. Um, we're going to continue <laughs> our mini series on understanding the standard. Mm -hmm. um, we I have to look at my cheat sheet. We've introduced the mini series, talked about how it starts at the top, the definition of quality, and support matters. Mm -hmm. And now we are to design and development. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Now, design and development doesn't apply to everyone. A lot of companies can, uh, the old term is exclude, but now you just have to say it's not applicable. Okay. It's just one of the weird quirks and the way they rewrote the standard. <laughs> I, I like not applicable better. I find it interesting because we've already recorded that episode that's coming up about the ISO standard oh, yeah. <laughs> and exclude versus not applicable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, so, you, that's tune coming in, you'll up. figure it out. <laughs> okay. So design and development, they changed the verbiage between the 2008 the 2015 edition. The requirements are virtually the same. And the fact is um, and that you can a a approach it the same way either way. They actually made it a little bit easier in the 2015 edition of the standard. Okay. In the old 2008, they had an explicit requirement for stage reviews. And you had to have that term and use that. So they kind of took that away. But design and development... Again, like I say, not everyone has to abide by it. You, a lot of companies don't design anything. They, they just they just do work, right? So okay. say you're um, like a, a, a pipe fabricator. Okay. Okay, so if you're a pipe fabricator, you're, you're going to get the requirements from your customer. This is what they want. This is how they want it configured. And you, I say just, but you just weld it, weld it together. Um, way, way more complicated than that, but, you know, that's the <coughs> idea. <coughs> Sorry. You're not going to be responsible for designing anything. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, you know, whatever. You know, there's lots of companies that make cell phones, mm -hmm. right? Well, each one of these is unique and different, and then they're going to reproduce it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So whoever designed this thing, well, well, they're responsible for design and development. Okay. So if you're making something that's truly unique, well, it's design and development. Now, it's not always product-centered, but generally it's product-centered. Maybe you developed a brand new way to um, to do something, uh, to, uh, um, let's see, like a, I did this before with a, worked with a coding, so we would apply these coatings to these turbine parts, right? Mm -hmm. So we had developed some really kind of revolutionary new ways of applying these coatings that no one else had ever done before. Well, that's a design, but it's something brand new that just really the world's never seen okay. before. Okay, so that's what design... You want to explain design and development a little yeah. bit more? Yeah, so sometimes you do it once and then you're done, right? And then you just build that product over and over. But generally, the companies that are responsible for the design and development clause, this is kind of a regular part of, of what they do. So, because if you're, let's just use cell phone because it's something everyone understands. So if you're going to build a cell phone, how often do you do these things get updated and replaced? 
I think two years. Usually yeah. they're on a two-year contract. And you get like a brand new phone. Even if it's like this, I've got a you know, Google Pixel, right? <laughs> so I've got a Google Pixel 2 because it's not the Google Pixel 1. And I think now they're, the numbers just keep going up, right? Mm -hmm. So every time they did that, they had to go through a design and development process. And you have to keep track of, well, what were our inputs into the process? What are our desired outputs and how do we meet all those requirements mm -hmm. and whether it's, you know, legal requirements or technical requirements, you have to keep track of all of that stuff. Um, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. And it's very different from if you just change something, right? So a lot of Okay, so you have that in your notes yes. about what's the difference between a design and a product improvement? Yeah. And do we need to record that you, you need to record those product improvements as part of your continual improvement cycle um so let's a very common example that folks are going to run into is well process specifications it's a fancy term for you know what's mater two materials are you welding together what are they going to be used for and you have to develop a process and a spec with all the details from how much heat and how much voltage, the filler materials, everything, to make sure that this weld is a good weld for its purpose. It's generally not considered a, a design and development. Okay. But it's kind of in that fuzzy area a little bit because some people, some organizations create new weld process specs that no one's really ever done before. Mm -hmm. um, but they're really not in the business of creating weld process specs. And they're actually going to go through a lot of the same steps that you would with a design and development program. So they can almost line up, but that's really not, uh, not the intent because there's other codes that are out there that tell you, which I think we've talked about before, is you know there are codes out there that tell you the requirements. You're not having to figure it all out on your own. Okay. Um, but you would see so you want to make a change to that. Say one of your, you know, you had so many welds break, right? And so you had corrective action, which we talked about in the last podcast, and you know we're going to make these changes. So what you would do is record a, a change process, and so a lot of people do that through an engineering change notification or management of change form. Virtually the same tool, just depends on where you're <laughs> at. Um, two names for the same thing. Um, some people use corrective action for the whole gum process. Again, depends on where you're at or what you do. Don't get too caught up on the form names. But they'll record, hey, we made this change, so we're going to update this work instruction, we're going to update this procedure, and we're going to make all of these updates, and you record what you're changing. That's just a change. Um, design and development, on the other hand, is uh, can, re can really be a months, years-long process oh, to okay. get done. Whereas we're not talking about, hey, you know, we get the engineering team together, we sat down over the course of two or three weeks, we hammered this out. Uh, design development we're really talking about can be a long uh, continual process and it's just the way you do business and then everything else kind of feeds into that okay i think i understand that now all right so you have written down in your mm -hmm. notes for me that you have a three-stage plan yes for design so, and development design as with all things i think it should be broken down to the most simple way you could do it and still get the job done um, and I actually developed this for the old 2008 edition of the standard okay. because they had the explicit requirement for stage reviews. And so the designs that we conducted were like the smallest scale to really be considered design and development. Actually, we had to argue with our auditor to convince him it was, but that's another mess. <laughs> um, so what we did is we came up with a, a three-stage uh, process, and which is you know much refined now. 
But stage one is all about identifying your inputs and documentation requirements. So in inputs, like what's your goal? What are you trying to do? Okay. Um, people don't create go, a cell phone. Yeah, people don't define that very often. Or if it's create a cell phone, heck, I showed you one last couple nights ago, right? Yeah. It's like a little little tank that you could hold in your hand. It was with a an blackberry. actual keyboard. Oh my it was gosh, a blackberry. I loved it. It's not a blackberry. It's a blackberry. <laughs> Um, but you want to know your purpose. Why are you doing it? Okay. Right? Cause if so it can't be just as simple as, I'm going to make a new cell phone. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what, what winds up happening is we like reconsolidate the entire ISO 9001 standard into the design and development process. Um, see if you're listening, you're, you're missing all the fun stuff to do with my hands. Um, that's on the <laughs> YouTube. So go check out the YouTube too. Um, <laughs> um you got to know who it's for, because if it's for techno geeks, this is a good one for that. If it's for the average everyday user, then... I see you looking at me. Yes. Then the, uh, you know, the iPhone so over there. I have to say, good. I'm kind of giggling because we went to meet the teacher, and um, they had these little QR codes to scan for different things. And I was said to one of the other parents, oh, I don't have one of those apps on my phone. And she was like, um, all the phones come with those now. And I was like, oh, well, mine's old. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even feel like it's that old. It's a, what is it, I'm surprised they're using QR codes. I kind of thought they died. I did too. (laughs) But apparently it's a thing. Yeah, we even put them on our business cards for a while and no one scanned it. Yeah. I (laughs) Quit doing that. It was for, uh, it was actually kind of cool. It was for transportation. So you could scan the code and. Just type in your address, but okay. I can just go to the transportation website and do that. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Sorry, I got no, you no, sidetracked. So you'll find that basically what we're going to do with design and development is we're, we're going to kind of like a rearrange the whole standard into that design and development process. So you're going to identify your inputs for that design. Okay. So you got to know why you're doing it, right? You got to know ahead of time what are some key objectives that you hope to achieve, some key measurables you hope to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know some specifications that maybe already exist that you want to use. Um, you want to know about your end users. You want to know all of these things, right? Well, that's all the same thing as I saw in one. you know, for the whole thing, like, you know, policy and objectives and interested parties and internal and external issues. You just package it in there. My head's swimming. I'm just nodding and smiling. Okay. <laughs> so we want to know stage one is all about what are we doing? And why are we for, doing it? And why are we doing it? Okay. That's stage one. Then you go through, and we actually have a procedure for free on our um, website at uh, texasqualityassurance.com, texasqa.com, if you don't feel like typing so much. Um, But you're going to go through, and you're going to identify up front, well, what documents do we think we're going to need? Hey, we're going to need a spec for, you know, the plastic on the case. We're going to need a layout for the board. We're going to need specs for the camera. So you just go ahead and make a list of everything you think you're going to need. Okay, so you're not actually making the documents now. Mm-mm. Just a list of what you need. Just this is what we think we need, guys. And if you have something to start off with, go with it. Okay. And then you get the design and development team to sign off on stage one saying, hey, we like this direction. We're going to head Wait, that I direction. Wait, I thought we were in stage two already. No, this is still stage one. The list of documents is stage one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. So it's our inputs, okay, our gotcha. inputs and our document list. Mm-hmm. What do we think we need? Okay. Um, stage two all right. is all about building it. And you may actually 
well, we'll go there. But um, so stage two is all about creating it. So you're gonna follow those original inputs and you're gonna work it and you're gonna put something together. And then when you've got something put together, you take it to the team and and you look at it and you evaluate it. Well, do we like this? Does it meet that requirement? Does it meet this requirement? And you're just kind of a loose evaluation. Is it functional? Do we do we think we want so to So are continue? you writing down specs as you're we are, testing but nothing's this really out. approved yet. It's all okay. draft. Just it's, in case it's good. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's all draft. It, it's just um Nothing's approved, nothing's final yet. Okay. We're just working it, but we do sit down as a team and say, do we want to go to a final version of this? Okay. And so you may do that, if you, you know, go through that process a few times. You may sit down and, and, and decide to start over. Okay, well, that happens. So you start over. Mm-hmm. And then you re-record everything you did, right? It's a long process, but it works. So when stage two is complete, we've agreed that, hey, we have a working plan to meet these requirements. Okay. So now we're going to go ahead and approve all of those documents. Okay. We're going to have a full approved document set. But we're not done yet because we just think it's going to work. We have a good feeling it's going to work. Maybe we test it a little, but um, a little bit of testing is probably not the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. You want to go through stage three, which has two components. Stage three, stage three verification. Does it do what we uh, said it would do? Mm-hmm. Does it meet the specs we said it would meet? Okay. So very formal, very detailed. Something you did a little bit in stage two, but you're really going exactly. to check it in stage Now we're three. really going into it. Because okay. that in itself can take a lot of time. And maybe you have to do destructive testing. So if at the end of stage two, all you have is one prototype... You don't want to do destructive testing on your one prototype. Right, right. So maybe you have to build several um, just like it for your stage three verification. Okay. So stage three verification says, great, it is exactly what we intended to build, okay. what we set to build. But that doesn't mean it's going to function the way you want it to function. Okay. That's what validation is. This validation is you come in and basically say, does it serve the purpose we originally wanted it to serve? Okay. Um, so is it built the way we wanted it, and does it serve the purpose? Mm-hmm. Are the two parts? Yeah, and you can think about it, like you could have, um, you know, we've bought furniture before, and you get a symbol, right? <laughs> and, you know, what if they wrote the instructions wrong? You put the furniture together, you built it perfectly as the instructions said, um, but it's too high and you can't sit on it. Well, it fills validation. It doesn't mm-hmm. serve its purpose. So sometimes folks get those two a little confused, and, and we've got details of what the differences are in the procedure as well. Okay. But uh, like I say, design and development is just one of those things that um, can get so incredibly overcomplicated. And I think the reason it gets overly complicated is folks try to, we talked about this last podcast a little bit, my, you know, micromanage with um, processes how people are supposed to do their work. Mm-hmm. Sound development is a creative endeavor. Yeah. I mean, you you can't write a procedure on creativity. True. Especially (laughs) when you're in stage two. Yeah. You're just trying to figure this stuff out. Right. Maybe you can have some requirements on what they document along the way, but the design and development process goes crazy in that stage two. And oftentimes it goes crazy in that stage two because they didn't finish stage one. Okay. So if you don't have everything planned and lined out well, what's going to wind up happening is two engineers 
are each going to have their own independent vision. And say, let's add this and let's make it do this. Yeah, and so you got them both going a little sideways with each other and you don't quite know you know, what the left hand is doing. Whereas if you have your stage one documents, you can say, well, that's a great idea, but... Right, it's not it in alignment with it's what, not we what we decided. decided. And so okay. then you have the opportunity, if you want to change that, to make that change. And this is where management change form is actually really, really nice. Because then you can document, hey, we're course correcting this design. Okay, so we like that idea. Okay, so is that all you have for that? Just about. Like I say, it's, uh, it's one of these processes that just doesn't have to be from a process standpoint so complicated. Let the engineers, let the creative people do what they do best, but put requirements on on uh, the, these final outputs to, to some very simple stages. Okay, sounds good. And then we'll have one more episode in our mini-series, and we'll have a special guest for that if we can ever nail him down. <laughs> He's a little like Jello. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, if not, we'll do it without him. <laughs> so, all right, thanks for listening, y'all.